0: Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http. Colin slash slash
1: Welcome, everybody, to a new
2: show, our next edition of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. This is a hockey edition, and it's an interview edition, so welcome, everyone, aboard. Happy Mother's Day to all of you who celebrate this week. Of course, Mother's Day is this weekend. My name is Scott McGregor, and I am your host of the Sports for Beginners podcast. Today, we are joined in the studio by our co hosts, Ali and Thomas. They are both hosts of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast and All Over the Map. But we are also joined in the studio by a very special guest. He is the host of the Locked On Penguins podcast, and I am honored to be joined right now by Hunter Hoodies. Hunter is the host of the Locked On Penguins podcast, which is a daily-centric podcast that covers the Pittsburgh Penguins on the Locked On podcast network which is your team every day before we talk to our co-hosts our co-hosts let's welcome in hunter hoodies hunter how are you doing today welcome to the program
3: appreciate you guys having me on it's a nice sunny day out here in the 412 so can't really complain
2: all right all right so we have a couple of questions here but we're going to start off with Ali, and he actually Let me know this question before uh, we kick it off. So, Ali, uh, the question that you had, if I'm not mistaken, was a question for Hunter. So I'll let you ask it, actually, to kick us off here before we get into our questions of the day.
0: All right. Uh, well, uh, Hunter, I just um um please tell us a little bit about or tell us about what is the Locked On Podcast Network for those that are not aware, and also in a, and also while we talk about the locked what the Locked On Podcast Network is, please share with us what Locked On Penguins is if, if you don't whatever you're comfortable sharing, please.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's just. It's your team every day, five episodes a week, except during the full off season days where you do three episodes a week. I believe that starts in July runs through August, some of September before training camp starts up. But otherwise it's penguins news analysis, game recaps, game previews. I bring guests on from the local media. uh, Some of my colleagues, I bring some fans on at times to discuss how they got on into the team and such. And it's just everything relating to the penguins. And just as a network, it's the, same thing I think for a lot of the other shows you know it's you know fans that got into the, the sport or the team that they cover and you know they do episodes Monday through Friday during the season and then in the off season when it really dies down three episodes a week
0: and I just want to, yeah that that's you know I really enjoy the the locked on network and just as a follow-up to that um just as a follow-up question to that um, and then uh, we'll hand it back to Scott there um how does it compare say how does the locked on network would you say and i compare to the say local sports talk radio
3: oh that's a that's a good question um <clears throat> i'm not super big on sports talk radio anymore because i think it's a lot of shock jock hosts just like spreading misinformation and just a lot of hot takes i <clears throat> i prefer the podcast route just because i think you get better News and analysis and just information better that way. I think on just Sports Talk radio, sure, you know, it's good to do it live. You can bring on callers and stuff. But yeah, I think a lot of times it's just people screaming into the mic just with hot takes. And I'm not, I used to, I used to like that kind of stuff back when I was a kid. But as I've gotten older, like, especially in this city, <clears throat> you see, you have like the morning show and you have the afternoon show on 105.9 to X with Mark. It's just that's the kind of stuff. This is not for me. I would much rather just listen to a podcast with people who I think are a lot more knowledgeable than people who just scream into their mic.:
0: Yeah, and it's the same with, say, the you see that," and you know, the locked on, and of course, say, and listening to the serious XM content. I think both those together beat what's I mean, it's far like better quality of content than you would get on a local stock.
3: Yes, I I agree. Um, <clears throat> there's you know, there's there's content out there for everyone, which is the best part, especially for this team. You know, I have my show, know yep. tip of the Iceberg, they with Nick and Nick is awesome. You know, DK has his daily shot. You know, <clears throat> even just like stuff like that, I just feel like I get so much more information. You can go league wide with the NHL. You have 32 thoughts with jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, yeah, daily face off with Frank Sarvalli. It's just I feel like that's like the an easier way to get more ac- accurate information. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, absolutely. Yep, that's, yep,
2: that's uh, that is definitely correct. So, just a reminder: Thirty Two Thoughts is hosted by Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. Jeff Merrick is also the host of the Jeff Merrick Show, available on Sportsnet, and also available wherever you listen to your podcast. You can catch the Jeff Merrick Show right after Blair and Barker, or before Blair and Barker on sportsnet 590 the fan and of course with locked on there are tons of other great podcasts including locked on kraken locked on nhl locked on nfl it's your team every day so whatever team you cheer for go check it out go check the podcast out so that pretty much wraps up our opening of questions here because uh ali's question actually risk. Re- it with my first question, which was, "Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Hunter, and what it's like to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins on the Locked On Podcast Network?" You you touched on that a little bit. So, could you tell us what has inspired you to start covering the Pittsburgh Penguins?
3: Yeah, so you know, I got into hockey at a very young age. Uh, my mom, biggest Penguin fan you'd ever meet, growing up in the uh, late '80s and the. Early 90s with her love and Paul coffee and Mario and Yager. And she got me into it when I was a kid, and my love for it grew more and more each year. And I remember I saw the opening, I think I was a senior in college 2019, and I said, you know what? I'll apply. I hadn't really had any podcasting experience. Um, I was lucky enough to get the gig over a couple other people, and here I am almost, wow, almost four years later. It's been crazy that I've been doing this for almost four years, but this team is never boring. There's always something to talk about. Even though the team hasn't played in about a month, I've still been able to churn out some pretty decent content. I feel like it's going to get, I bet a bit slower soon because it's pretty dead, but you know, <clears throat> there's player season reviews, there's GM stuff, head coach, guests. There's no, there's nothing shortage of topics to discuss when it comes to the team. It, it is a lot of fun. I've grown, I've loved, I've loved this team since I was a little kid know i've had to take my fandom out of it because i want to be more objective on the show and not have biases and that kind of stuff i don't want to be like a true homer so that part i think was the hardest adjustment you know starting a show but i feel like i've really able been able to grow into like more of someone who can be objective and i'm not you know specifically rooting for the team on the show a lot more than i think i used to i mean i obviously still care but you know, if you want, I think, go far in this, you know, as, as I do, and I want to keep covering the team, you can't be like a a true total fan all the time. But I, I love covering this team. It's been so much fun. And I, I hope for a lot more fun in the future.
4: Yes. Yes. All right. So since we were talking
2: about the team, I thought to ask you this question and I know I said it on lockdown penguins. So if you listen to lockdown penguins, You probably have already heard me ask this question to Hunter before, because he did mention it on Lockdown Penguins. Uh, But could you please tell us who stood out to you this past season? And do you see them returning to the team?
3: Yeah, I, I think, you know, you have to start up top with the core players. I thought I'm getting Malkin and Cindy Crosby were terrific. I mean, they'll they'll be here next year. Chris Tang as well. Honestly, that whole top six was incredible. They were the only reason, aside from Chris Tang and Marcus Patterson, that they were in a position to make the playoffs late in the season. I think of those players, the only one that might not return is Jason Zucker, though. I'm kind of leaning towards him coming back, and especially him. If you want to just go... If I want to put a few players out there outside the the main core guys, Jason Zucker really impressed me this season. Twenty-seven goals, got back to the form that we saw from him a few years ago. He's setting himself up to take get a nice payday on the open market. It's just, I I think the Penguins are going to have to probably get him for a discount because I don't think they're going to want to go over five point five or anything like that for a long-term deal. That that one's a tough call. I I still think he is going to come back. Marcus Pedersen really stood out to me. He had his best season ever as a Penguin. He'll be back next season. Um, side of those Ricard Raquel impressed me a lot more than I thought he would this season. Almost a 30-goal scorer as well. I thought, okay, you know, fine players can give you 20, 22 goals. I didn't think he'd give them almost 30. So I had a little bit of crow on that. I, I really liked how he played. Um, those are the main three that really stood out to me this season i like p.o joseph's game drew o'connor in a bottom six role really stood out to me i think he should be on the team full-time next season outside of the core guys i think those are the ones that really
4: caught all right all right all right so
2: before we get to another question that i think ali has here i'll get to my fourth question on our list of questions here so that is what is one of your favorite things to do when you're covering the Penguins during the off season? And can you give me some examples, please? You can give me at least two, if you if that feels okay with you.
3: Favorite things to do to cover the team during the off season. Um,
4: <clears throat>
3: I love doing the player season reviews. It, it sounds so cliche, I know, but I I like going over see how see how each player did, seeing if my opinion changes at all. Go looking into the data. Seeing how they can play next season if they're on the team, that's one of the main things that I really like to do during the off season and another thing honestly, I like the silly season stuff, like the fun trade rumors, the fun mock off season signings. I'll never get tired of those. Are they silly at times? Yes, that's why they call it silly season, but I love doing them on my show because it's 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 good content, and hey, sometimes it's fun to dream about you know some players coming to the team so if I had to pick two that I really like to do to the offseason, those are a couple. My my one big goal for this offseason is getting another player on because I had Brock McGinn on a couple years ago, but that'll be another one of my main goals for this offseason is getting at least one more member of the Penguins to come on the show.
2: All right. All right. And to just to remind everybody, Brock McGinn is no longer a Pittsburgh pen. Actually, yeah, Brock McGinn is no longer a Pittsburgh Penguin. He was traded. So... He is no longer a Pittsburgh Penguin as we speak. Will the Penguins bring him back? Well, we will see. We will see what happens. So, with that being said, before we get to question number five of my questions, Ali, I'll leave the floor to you because it looks like you have another question here.
0: Just as I just wanted, you mentioned uh, Crosby back, uh, um, uh, Crosby and, and Malkin back there. Um, now, Crosby has had his. He's had his, his share of um, injuries um, throughout the uh, throughout his time with the Penguins. Well, how what do you see the um, the future of Crosby? Um, if you, and and I understand it is a hard question to answer, but do you how many seasons in your mind more do you feel he has left? Um, as a Penguin. Do you think he'll retire soon? Because he's getting close to that.
3: Yeah, so he's 35 now. If I recall correctly he'll be 36 in August, on August 7th. Um, <clears throat> I see him playing, obviously, throughout this contract. He has two more years left on it. I do think he will extend to finish his career here. I can see him playing another three to four, maybe five seasons, depending on how his health goes. He's been fairly healthy for the last several seasons i would say and he's still producing at well above a point per game He's one of the best players in the league you know i know aging curves are a thing and you know so far he's been really able to break that trend of players 35 and older going downhill it hasn't happened yet it's going to happen at some point but you know if he's healthy i think he's going to play another four potentially five more seasons to play um until he's forty, maybe even into his early forties. To be honest, you know I, I, he's not close to done. You ask me, still playing at a very high level, and I think he's going to continue to do that um, for the foreseeable future.
0: Now he also had a book uh, that came out, uh, Sidney Crosby, and it is a great book. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but it really, really goes into his um, his life there a little bit um, prior to hockey, and um, even. Um, during his time and how he got into the,
1: uh, how he got into playing.
3: I haven't read actually that one yet. To be honest, um, I'm gonna need to check that out. So thank you for actually the recommendation.
0: Hey, no problem. No, it's called Sidney Crosby. It's also available in uh, audio as well
3: on, okay.
0: uh, um, um, it's on uh, Audible as well, and you can hear this and you and you can hear Locked On Penguins on the Audible app as well
1: that you can that you can all right so actually I missed mistake there
2: it's actually my sixth question of our 10 questions that we have here so the sixth question that we have on tap today for hunter is sometimes it can be hard to run a podcast on a day-to-day basis so could you please share with us some examples of what you try to do
1: to help you in your daily routine Interesting. Okay. That's that's a, that's a very good question. Um,
3: So, wow. Um, you know, it, it can be hard doing this on a daily basis, especially during, you know, this part of the off season, just because they haven't played in a month. I'm not used to them not being in the playoffs the last time they didn't make it. I was only a little kid, so definitely unfamiliar territory, but you know, I still, I, I, sometimes I seek out my friends just to say like, oh, like, you know, what, what could be like a good topic for today if I'm like running short of ideas? Cause I, I pride myself on being at least decently creative. I'm not as creative as some other people are, but sometimes if I'm feeling like a little in a little bit of a rut, I'll reach out to a couple of people, you know, really, you know, regarding the team, like, Hey, like, you know, like, what, what would you say about this? And they're just like, oh, you know, that's, that's good. And I, and I try to do this. <clears throat> I usually record late afternoons early evenings i've been doing or late mornings lately just because i like having the evenings to myself just watching playoff hockey it's funny my girlfriend jokes like i'm not going to see you until mid-june right i'm like yeah i I watch all the games that's just how it goes but now i I still try to you know I i can usually record and edit in about an hour now a little under an hour i should say and you know it doesn't take too much time. And once I'm done with that, I can go about the rest of my day, watch some hockey, read some books, you know, scroll on Twitter and all that stuff. So, you know, it's challenging at times. I I, I have usual times where I like to record, but you know, it's nothing that, you know, is usually too, too bad.
4: All right. All right. So we're going
2: to get to Ron Hextall, Chris Pryor and Brian Burke uh, in a little question in one second, but this. Question I wanted to do before that, since we're talking about the playoffs here, um, which playoffs, i like to know, which playoff series have impressed you so far this postseason? And can you give me some examples of games that you have seen?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's been fun to watch all these games, to be honest. I, I, I love playoff hockey no matter what. First round was incredible. That Dallas-Minnesota series was awesome hockey, back and forth. I love seeing a team like Dallas, who was originally the Minnesota North Stars. They go to Dallas, a while to replace them. Just a fun little cool rivalry there. That series was a lot of fun. The Edmonton-Los Angeles game, uh, game six especially, really stood out because it looked like the Kings were going to send it back for seven, but the Oilers were just too potent on their power play. That was a really fun series. I'm having fun. I was having fun watching the Leafs lightning series before Toronto really turned it on. And then this round, I feel like a lot of the games in the second round have just been total crap. It's just blowout after blowout after blowout after blowout. And it's like, I can turn these games off after the second period and be like, okay, I'm going to go read my book now. (laughs) Like (laughs) they've been so bad to watch, but you know, the closer series, funny enough, the games, it's been Toronto, Florida, and that series is three games to one. It almost, it almost ended last night, but the Pampers lost 2-1 to one in game four. But those, I think, a few series that really stood out to me. Um, the Boston-Florida one was obviously electric. I didn't think Florida had it in them to come back. I got old, I got old takes exposed pretty badly when it comes to that. But, you know, these playoffs have been some of the best hockey I've seen in the playoffs in quite some time, especially the first round. Hopefully the end of the second round here will provide some better games, but I'm I'm probably holding out more hope for the conference finals and stuff. All
4: right, all right. So we'll get to Ali's question
2: in just a second. We have three of these left, but we're going to get to one before we get to Ali having a question here. So, and I mentioned him, I mentioned these guys before, so now we're going to get to them. So with Ron Hextall gone, Chris Pryor gone, And Brian Burke gone. How do you see the Penguins front office going about the team when they find new people to fill in the gaps left by Brian, Ron, and Chris? And can you give me some examples, please?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it takes a, it doesn't take a genius to see that that last regime really screwed up the uh, the team. A lot of just really piss poor moves that potentially closed the Penguins window. For contention, I we you know I could talk about that stuff for an, an hour or two, but you know we don't have that kind of time here. But I think for this new regime, it's imperative that they can create more cap space for this team and really just mix up some of the older guys, send them off, and bring in some more younger, fresher legs. For example, they got to find a way to get out of the Mikhail gremlin contract. Two more years left, five million per. You, I think a buyout makes the most sense there. You get four million in cap space for this off season that p- bumps your cap space up to about. 24, 25 million, you get 3 million cap space next year. Goes down to, I think, 1.8 for the next two years after that. I understand buyout stink, but he was a no show when he was here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Brian Jumlin's probably going to walk. Jason Zucker is obviously a big wild card. You got to get a goaltender. I-, I don't trust either one of these goalies right now. You have to get a number one left handed defenseman to play with Crystal Tang. I think that's another one that's going to be hard to get. You need to get a third line center. There are no shortage of needs for this team, and that's why whoever gets this job, I don't care who it is, and they, they are going to be up a creek when it comes to improving this team because you know, even though they have some cap space, they have some players on here that some teams may not want unless there are draft picks attached to them via trade. So I think it's going to be decently – I shouldn't say hard, but its it's going to be at least a little difficult trying to really improve this team going into next season. I'm not saying it's impossible, but they have a lot of needs and I'm not sure they can all be fixed in one offseason. That's just how bad Hextallenberg screwed this thing up.
2: All right. We have two more questions to get to and one additional question regarding the playoffs uh that we'll get to in moments. But before we get down to our final two that we have as I writ- as I wrote down, Ali. Uh you have the question here fire away.
0: What are your thoughts on the um uh on how the Oilers and the Kraken have played uh, in this uh, second round. I I feel for me the um the Kraken really are a team to really watch out for even to be on the lookout for even depending even regardless of how how the second round goes regardless of what happens at the end of the round.
3: Yeah, I've really been impressed by the uh, Seattle Alley. Um, they have, and I believe I saw a stat, I think they have over 13 scorers in this playoffs. That just goes to show how deep that team is. They don't have a lot of star power that's going to wow you. Jared McCann obviously has 40 goals. He's great. Should still be a Penguin. I'm still mad about that. Maddie Beniers is great. They have Phil Grubauer is putting on a show after a really bad regular season, but they have depth that can come at you in waves. And that's why they're giving a lot of these teams trouble. You know, that's why they beat Colorado, other than the Avalanche not really having much outside of uh, McKinnon and Ranson because Landis Cog was hurt. McCarr was suspended for a game. But they've been a lot of fun. They've gotten great goaltending. Their depth has stepped up. That's a tough out. I, I picked Dallas to win that series, but I, I expected it to go at least six or seven games. Edmonton, that series with Vegas has just been you know, blowout after blowout after blowout after blowout. Yeah. Two, two, two right now, and the games have just not been close. The Oilers are funny. When you, people got to stop putting them on the power play. It's, it, you are dooming yourself if you do that because they're clicking at well over, I think, 40% right now. Last I saw, it, it's a fool's errand. You put them on the power play, you are going to get scored on. Triasidal, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, Blue Shark. They can beat you in so many different ways on that unit. If, they, if the Knights can keep it to 5-on-5, five five, they can beat them in this series. And same with the Kings. And you, you got to play a bit more defensively at 5-on-5. Five five. You're not going to fully shut down McDavid and dry saddle. I mean, especially not dry saddle this playoffs. But you got to keep them in check. So I've been pretty – I've been decently impressed with the Oilers. I think Stuart Skinner needs to be better. Some of their blue line, you know, Bouchard's been good. Ekholm's been awesome. Darnell Nurse, I think, is a bit of a weakness there. Their four depth has a bit improved but I'm liking how that series with Vegas is going. It, it's their blowouts. Yes, but you know, it's two, two for a reason. Really curious to see how that one turns out. I picked Vegas to win it, but you know, I, I could easily be wrong.
0: Yeah and, uh, yeah. and can you also just, just for those that, uh, for those of us uh, that are, uh, for those of us that are totally blind, uh, can you explain what are, what is what our power plays please just kind of in, put it in basic terms, please.
3: Yeah. So power play you know that's when you have a man up um some on the other team takes a penalty they are a man down so you get two minutes to try to score on the opposing goaltender five on four and if, if that if that team takes another penalty it's a five on three which is almost a given unless the other team's penalty kill is very good and the other team all, has the five on three doesn't want to shoot it that much they just want to overpass but that's basically what a power play is you are a man up whether it's a five on four five on three there's four on threes at times and you stand a greater chance of scoring during those two minutes than you would um, at 5 on 5
0: And a penalty is a hit then, basically.
3: Yeah, penalty. You know, there's different ones. Roughing, boarding, tripping. You know, which you, you trip a player to the ice, boarding if it's just a little bit of a dangerous hit. hit roughing, just you know, something to your face or something like that. Cross-checking if you cross-check someone in the stomach or the face, there's that. Puck over the glass, you can't do delay a game. Um, those are some of the penalties. I'm out there. Then there's charging, of course, and all that stuff.
0: And they can have five players on each team, I think. Then mm-hmm.
3: once there's one in the middle. Okay. Yes. Now, sure. Yes. oh
2: there are rumors going on uh th- this penguins offseason. There's rumors going on that uh uh we, we mentioned goaltending. There's rumors going on that the flower, as you guys as the Pittsburgh penguins are calling it, could be back and I'm speaking specifically about Marc-Andre Fleury do you think the Penguins are going to decide to bring back somebody who's brought them Stanley Cups not saying that Crosby, Lutang uh, the core four as you call them for the Penguins have haven't brought them Stanley Cups but do you think Marc-Andre Fleury would even come back to play with Pittsburgh and say hey what did you do? I had all this Stanley cup wins for you. And now you go and lose a chance. Uh, and I got to fix it up for you. Like, do you think he's going to come back or do you think he's done with the penguins right now?
3: I do think he's done. Obviously I understand that a lot of people want to see it just for like a fairy tale, you know, story and en- storybook ending. I think he said after the wild loss, he's probably going to play one, maybe two more years, and then call. I think he might have said one. Um, sounds like he wants to go back to Minnesota. I think that makes more sense just because Phil Augustus really good goalie, but he could use still a pretty decent backup. I didn't really think Flowers' numbers were any good this season. I think his best days are a bit behind him. If I'm the Penguins. I'd go after someone who's a bit more younger, who has some better numbers right now over Fleury. There is going to be a time where he does come back to the city. I think it's going to be for his jersey going up to the rafters to potentially be retired. So that's going to come at some point just because he's such a fan favorite and a folk hero here. But in terms of playing for the team next season, Thomas, I don't think they're going to do that. And I I think there's just better options out there for uh, the Penguins.
2: All right. So before we get to another question with Ali, thanks, Thomas, for that question. Let's wrap up our questions here, and then we'll give Ali an editor a question. And then on the other side of a break, we will do two more final questions and wrap up there. But to get through the ones that I have scheduled here, outside of doing the Locked On Penguins podcast every day of the week, what do you like to do in your spare time, Hunter?
3: Yeah, so you know, obviously I love watching hockey. You know, I, I I love reading some of my books that I've been dabbling into. Now I'm a big Star Wars geek, so I've been reading some of the Legends novels just to get ready for the Ahsoka show. Love watching TV again, big Star Wars geek. So I watch the Mandalorian and Andor and all those shows. I love going out to a brewery, just getting a beer, that kind of stuff. Love to eat. I love going to different restaurants and trying new food. I find that to be so much fun. I'm a big movie guy as well. Love just sitting outside, enjoying the nice weather. I think this is honestly my favorite time of year because the weather is so beautiful outside. So I absolutely love doing all that. And I I love living here in this city. I love seeing it. Uh, There's no shortages of things to do here, but those are like my main things I like to do. I, I like playing video games as well. I'm a big I didn't say big, but I feel like I'm a novice gamer. I play some games with my friends, so those are the things I like to do outside of doing the podcast and just covering the team and such.
2: All right, all right. We'll get to Ali's question in just a moment, but you know what? Actually, let's get to Ali's question before I give you the tenth question that we have here uh, scheduled. And again, just a reminder to everybody: after we take a, a quick timeout, we are going to come back with. Just two additional questions, and then wrap up the interview here. Then wrap up the interview from there. All right. So, Ali, you have another big question there for Hunter. Please go ahead.
0: What are your thoughts, Hunter, on um? What are your thoughts here on the Leafs' uh, chances? Now, of course, they did win last night and bring and uh, they made the series three games to one. But what are your thoughts overall? Can they come back maybe in your view, just based on the core that they have and the way they've been playing throughout the playoffs and the regular season? And if they don't come back, do you see, um, do you see Dubas, uh, Keefe, Sheldon Keefe, and Brendan Shanahan all, do you see them all, go- all gone by the end of the year if uh, they don't make it out of this round?
3: Yeah, so you know the Leafs, they got that big two to one winning game four on Wednesday night. I thought you know it was potentially going to end there just because it was on the road, but a couple of their four four players stepped up. Uh, William Nylander and Mitch Marner both got goals. <clears throat> now it goes back to Toronto for a game five. It would be kind of peak Toronto to win that game in Sunrise, come back to Toronto and just embarrass themselves and then lose in five games. If that were to happen, I do think Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas will be out of their jobs. Brendan Shanahan think he would stay. But, you know, there's really no telling what the ownership would do. It's hard because only four teams have ever come back from being 3-0 down. It's very, very rare in this day and age. The last team to do it was the 2014 Los Angeles Kings. Before that, it was the 2010 Flyers. Then before that, it was the 1942 Maple Leafs. And then also was the Islanders back in the 70s. Funny enough, that came against the Penguins. So it's very difficult. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Panthers are going to end it at some point. And when that happens, you know I I don't know how the Maple Leafs ownership group is going to react. I I easily could see both Dubis and Keith out of there, especially if they do lose pretty badly on Friday in Game Five. But if they're able to maybe make it a series, win Game Five, hard-fought loss in Game Six, or maybe a loss in Game Seven, I think they could come back. But right now, I I I think it's more unlikely. Which obviously that opens the door for the Penguins to potentially interview Dubis because. The family sports group, he is the exact Jubas is like the exact kind of person that I think they would go after. And see
0: yeah, and that would make sense too. And also to be, see, but now the narrative around the Leafs now is going to be different, right? Because they've historically now, over the last uh several seasons, they've they've had a they've they've had a first round exit. Now that they made it past the second now that they've made it past the first round, um Do you suspect the narrative now is going to be a little bit different when these decisions are being made? Because they could easily say, "Well, Keith and uh, got them out of the he got them out of the first round this time."
3: Yeah, that's a very good question too. I think you know once I think a lot of people expected to, and I expected this too. Once they got out of that first round, they got that monkey off their back. All that they were just going to go flying, like you know, oh, we got that pressure off. We're just going to continue to skate. They lost three close games to open the series. I think, you know, just because they win the series doesn't mean I think that changes couldn't come. And I think you're seeing all those rumors right now for a reason, because you can't beat the Lightning, a team you lost in seven hard fought games last season, and then go on to lose to a team in pretty embarrassing fashion in your next series. And there's a chance that could happen on Friday in Toronto, especially after the Panthers took the first two games in Toronto. I don't think that's going to go over well at all for the Maple Leafs ownership group. So I think there is still quite a bit of pressure on them, even though they broke that 19-year curse. I never thought, it felt like at times it was never going to happen. It did, but still, I don't think this is an acceptable result if if they lose this series in pretty quick fashion.
1: All
2: right, with that, we will take a break and come back with our final teed-up question with Hunter Hoodies. And we will also have some additional questions Talk about stanley cup playoffs and more it's episode 15 of our second season of sports for beginners with locked on hunter hoodies of the locked on penguins podcast we're back right after this short break
4: take another look with Gerda felix and melanie tadio malo Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having
3: genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections.
2: Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place, and that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, make on the ice and behind the benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host, on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's worst enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive, fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast and join me, your host. Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world, on the ice and behind the benches, is the neighboring podcast, the Two Face Sports for Beginners podcast. That airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information. Please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page, to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan, or no fan, are ready to join me on this journey as well. That's on the ice and behind the benches with your host, Thomas McGregor, myself, every Tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload, you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform, should there be any delays to its launch. That's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform, we are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join, the. have you join me on this journey, so don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 15 of our second season of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Thomas and Ali will be joining me or they may join me for another episode that we do. It will be our 16th episode of the... It will be our 16th episode of the second season. And our
1: first ever season preview for the NFL. As the schedule releases today on the day of our recording. Thursday. May eleventh, twenty twenty-three. We are back with Hunter Hoodies, host
2: of Locked On Penguins, and our conversation continues. So, Hunter, before we get into additional questions here, and of course, we're wrapping up at this point of the show. I want to ask you if anyone still has questions after this. Could could you please tell us how they can reach you? And I'll and I'll add there before
1: you answer. I'll add there where where can they find the podcast and support it?
3: Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodies. The show's Twitter is at LLunster Penguins. The show is on a various number of platforms on Apple for those that have iPhones, Spotify, for everything else. Um, here's also YouTube, Amazon Prime Music, and a new sponsor that we just actually announced. Uh, Sirius XM Radio. Um, if anyone listens to podcasts on Sirius XM Radio, you can actually go onto the app now and find the Locked on Penguins podcast there. So various amount of different platforms where you can find it.
0: That's a great, pla- that's a great, plat- great,
3: great, great a platform. Great
0: platform.
1: Uh, and XM.
3: in the nearby future,
2: Sports for Beginners, listeners, we will be, we will be, we are on five platforms right now. We will be in the nearby future. We will be going to other platforms when we are ready to do so. But right now, we are available on five platforms, including two that Hunter mentioned. Of course, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, our original platform, Anchor, has now been combined with Spotify. So, we are now Spotify slash Anchor combined. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on YouTube for our combined podcast, which is our audio and visual podcast, Weekly in Sports. The YouTube channel is called Weekly in Sports with Scott. That is available on YouTube. And that is where you can find all of the segments we do
1: by choosing the one you would like to go to. If you don't want to hear the whole the whole one hour
2: or however long the show will be. If you don't want to hear the whole one hour show or whatever minutes the show is, you can go onto our YouTube channel Weekly in Sports with Scott to find the segment you want to go to. And with that being said, that wraps up our scheduled questions, and we'll lead off this part of our ending of this interview with some additional questions. Ali will kick us off. Ali, the floor is yours.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, as far as the the platform, so we can also uh, just 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 want to clarify, you we can hear it on the SiriusXM app as well. Correct, Hunter? Correct. Yeah. Sounds good, and um, and uh, you're are you and against the Kraken and the Stars. Just wanted to um, are you um, taking the um, are you are you are you thinking the the uh the Kraken will stick with the current core that they have for next season as well, uh, regardless of how this playoff goes?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they've had a great season no matter what. You take out the defending champs in round one, a series that I honestly didn't give them much of a chance to win because I thought McKinnon, Rancan, and McCarr would be enough. I think I. Oh, I think I overestimated Colorado's depth. I uh, just, I knew Landis Clark being out was huge, but they lost Nechuskin and that situation looks like a mess. Um, but Seattle's had a really good season. I think they will only add to their core for next season. I think they could use another good score or two, but that, that's a really fun team. And I'm going to take the stars to win this because I took, I took them at the original start of the second round, but. I don't think anyone will be surprised that the Kraken won it, but I, I think they're gonna keep the same core and probably add to it going into all next right.
2: season. All right, all right. I will go next. So one of the other additional questions I wanted to bring up, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Jared McCann, and we also know that McCann was absent for a few of the games during the Colorado Avalanche series, and he also did return during the. He did return during the Stars series. I believe it was either game 5, uh game 3, excuse me, or game mm. 4. Sorry, game 4 is going I think tonight. Game 5 will eventually be going soon. I'll just actually Game 5 is Oh, so, yeah, game 5 is tonight. So, he did return in either game 3 or game 4. I don't exactly remember, but he was back in the he was back in action. So I find it really good that Jared is back playing with the Kraken. Now, I don't know, like, I agree with you, but I don't know if the Penguins are going to, you know, bring Jared back. I think that, I think that Jared's going to stay with the Kraken for a little bit. And I just want your thoughts on
1: that. Like, do you think if Jared does leave Seattle, The penguins might pick him back up.
3: I I, I'd obviously love it, but you know, I think he signed for he just agreed to that extension. I believe it's a five-year, $25 million contract. I think he has four more years left on it, if my memory serves me right. So as much as I would obviously love for him to come back, because he was outstanding here and it pains me that they traded him. I don't think it's gonna be. Anytime. So I think he's going to finish off that contract there. He just scored 40 goals. Maybe at the end of it, if he's priced himself out of there, the penguins could sign him back. But I think right now it's, it's, you know, play dream on by Aerosmith. Uh, I think that's, it's a good dream to have, but I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Yes. And you actually mentioned that on your, uh, on one of your latest episodes, which is available. Yes. Which is available wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on Spotify. I actually listened to that one. And uh I believe it was if you're watching it on YouTube, I believe you'll see the face of uh Dream On Rangers fans because a lot of a lot of the main focus of that episode was to talk about Mike Sullivan, because there was a lot of things saying that uh if you know if the penguins decide they want to cut Sully, uh the Rangers might pick him up. And you said, and I, I don't want to quote this for you, but you did say that you just didn't think it was going to happen. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. And I I actually did listen to uh their to the media availability that Fenway Sports Group did and I believe they said that it was not going to happen as well. So they I don't think they are going to part ways with Sully anytime soon because again, he did he did he did sign a contract So it looks like they are still going to keep Mike Sullivan around. So Rangers fans, I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that, but you guys, you guys can keep saying that Mike could be the guy that could come to the Big Apple, but I just don't think, right. I just don't think right now it's going to happen. I I think Mike Sullivan is going to stay the Penguins coach until
1: they decide, okay, We need to move on from Mike. Yeah,
3: it's just not. That's, that's, yeah, play Dream On for that too. The Rangers, they're not getting Mike Sullivan. It's, it's total crap. It's Bush League. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll probably settle with someone else, but Sullivan is signed for four more years. The extension hasn't even kicked in yet. This is his final year of his OG contract. The extension kicks in actually after next season. So four more years. They said he, it's his, his status is up to the next GM. We all know they it. that Fenway Sports Group side with Sullivan. They have the utmost respect for him. He'll be this team's head coach next season, but I think maybe on a little bit of a shorter leash.
2: All right, all right, all right. So, Ali, we have another question here, and we will get to one of the questions that I believe Thomas will be dying to ask if he is able to ask one. But, Ali, you've got another question, so let's hear it.
0: You had mentioned just a little bit more about the locked on about the about locked on penguins, if that's okay um you mentioned that um there's the 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 fan the 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 fan engagement piece um that you takes that um you will feature some fan questions or fan comments or and uh, on the show. how can people um pr- how can people listeners participate in the show
3: yeah so i'll sometimes do uh mailbag episodes or just segments where i'll just ask for some questions from some listeners and i'll put that on my main twitter account and on the logged on Penguins twitter account so you whenever i put that out there anyone at any time can just ask a question i i do my best to answer every single one of them i don't like to leave anyone in the dust because i think that's a little rude i'll also ask for people when i'm recording like hey just you know let me know your thoughts in the comments if you are watching on youtube people can also send me dms and stuff and let me know their thoughts on the team and such and just topics i discuss so any though any of those two ways um is a, is definitely usually a really good way to participate in the show
0: sounds good and please also hunter follow my um all please also follow uh, all over the map uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast it's hosted by me and please also give me a follow as well on uh, twitter and And add me on uh, Facebook as a friend uh, at uh, ATOMpodcast819 on Twitter.
2: Yeah, and that's again, if Hunter has a Facebook, uh, so you guys can uh, note it, you can note that as well. So as we get close to wrapping this up, I do want to let everyone know that you can follow me on Facebook as well. I have a personal Facebook, but I would kindly ask, If you're only interested in the podcast, please go to the Facebook page where you can also maybe find my profile, but you can, but I would suggest just following the Facebook page itself. That is Sports for Beginners Podcast uh, 87. Uh, I will have a link in the description of this episode and future episodes if I put it out there as well. And uh As we wrap this up, again, you can always catch Hunter on the Locked On Penguins podcast. And be sure to check out Locked On's new series, Paving the Way, which is a series that highlights hosts like Hunter, whose journey in the industry has helped pave the way towards a more inclusive and diverse media landscape. I myself have not listened to it yet, but I will check it out myself. It is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Thomas, he will send us out into our outro with this interview with the final question of the day for Hunter.
0: Which feed is that one on uh, Hunter the Paving the Way? Do you know which which Locked On podcast feed that one's on?
3: That I believe is on definitely on YouTube. I believe it's on Apple and Spotify as yeah. well. What's
0: it called? Is that what it's called, paving the way?
3: I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's something know that they're doing.
2: All right, Hunter. So before I get into the wraparound question, I just want to remind everyone listening to this podcast that tonight's matchups are game five matchups. We already talked about Seattle. If you are a Seattle Kraken fan and you love listening to Locked On Kraken, I'd advise you to join Erica Iolish on the Lockdown Kraken feed for live watch parties. I'm sure she'll be doing a watch party on game number five. Puck drops at 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, of course, in the Eastern time zone. And of course, you've got the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. New Jersey hoping to avoid being taken out of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and having a chance to tie the series at three games to three. They have a chance of making it three games to two tonight. Can they do it? Find out and stick around to watch it. Same goes for the Kraken in Dallas. Who takes the series lead that game is tied in two games apiece now hunter the question i have for you is you mentioned who you're taking for the dallas series but i'm talking about conference matchups. say the penguins were in the playoffs and they're in the conference round who would you out of the teams that are in the playoffs this year in the second round moving to the conference round who would you see the penguins had a great shot at having a matchup with in a conference round just seeing that we're talking about penguins here i thought i'd ask you a conference matchup between the penguins and one of this year's teams in the playoffs that's a good question
3: actually um that's because it's hard because like the team didn't deserve to get in because they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. So it's, it's, it's difficult for me to answer that. I think right now, <clears throat> man, tough. I'd maybe, it's weird. I'd maybe go Carolina, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that just because I say the hurricanes, because they have a lot of star power out, but that hasn't really mattered because they shut down the Islanders and they really shut down the devils. <laughs> I would maybe say New Jersey as well, but New Jersey also destroyed them four times this season. So that's a, that's a tough one. You know, if I had well, to think. Hey, one,
2: well, hey, well, Hey, I'm just thinking of a dream match of a conference final, seeing how good the Penguins have been yeah. in the playoffs beforehand. I'm saying if they were in the playoffs, who do you think would match up well with them? Now I, the I get it. It's a tough one since they're yeah. not, it's tough. Uh,
3: of the four teams left, who would they match up best against? I'm going to say Carolina. I don't like it. I think it's probably bad, but I think that they stand their best chance of winning the most games against them. Beforehand, I would have said the Panthers because I think the Penguins played well against the Panthers this past season, but they're on another level right now. They have like that team of destiny feel, but you know, that's in terms of the teams left. If you expanded it to all the eight teams that got in from the East, I would actually say the Lightning because the Penguins have always played the Lightning really well for as long as John Cooper has been there.
2: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I just thought, because we're talking Penguins, I'd Mm -hmm. ask somebody who knows about the Penguins from their playoff experience to their regular season experience. I figured, you know, they're not in the playoffs this year, but why not say who could they have been in a conference round matchup with the remaining teams in this uh playoff run I was cuz I cuz I cuz I, I, I have been dodging the fact of hmm is there a chance Toronto and Pittsburgh meet in the playoffs and would that have been a would that have been an interesting series I have been I have been going around the thoughts of who penguin fans could have saw in the playoffs had Pittsburgh had a chance to be in the playoffs this year i've always been going around i'm like "Hmm, what would be great series for the penguins rolling forward in their long line of playoff contentions yes and just to remind everybody before the playoffs started the penguins did have a opportunity to get
1: into the playoffs if they had seen one yeah just one just one just
2: one got just one team the new york islanders or the florida panthers drop one of their games because either the islanders the panthers or the
1: panthers and the penguins could have made the playoffs should this have been the
2: case, it would have been instead of Florida versus Boston, it would have been the Steel City Pittsburgh Penguins versus the big bad Boston Bruins. But the Penguins did not get the job done after getting it a bit of a gift from the team that got them a little bit of an opportunity there trying to remember who it was but they did beat Detroit on sat on the Saturday and we recorded a podcast right after that game ended so you can go ahead and check that out it is available on our podcast feed right now and with that being said it was just a quick reminder so
1: I'll end off here before we give our outro here with 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 us in the second round, Hunter. And this is for everybody here to answer. So we'll start with you, Hunter. Which two teams do you think
2: would make the finals if they get past the second round and they get into the conference? So which two teams from the West and the East
1: do you think Would square off in the finals for the cup. So, I do think you're going to see an Eastern Conference final of Carolina,
3: Florida. To win that, I'm probably going to take Carolina. I wouldn't feel good about it because Florida's proved me wrong twice now, or they're probably about to. But Carolina has just been so good at smothering the opposition that I would take the Hurricanes. West, it's a little tough because it's two-two right now. I'm gonna stick with my gut and go Dallas, Vegas. That's, that would be a lot of fun. And in terms of winning that, I would go Dallas in a very closely contested series. Dallas, Carolina would be a a lot of fun to watch. It's gonna be an interesting final because you're not seeing a lot of teams that you're used to seeing in the in this stage. But I think it's good for the league because it's some new fresh blood. A lot of and the, whoever wins it is gonna break um a, over a decade long drought. So. That's what I have right now in terms of the conference finals and
1: potential. All right. Prediction. How about you, Ali? Okay.
0: Uh, for me, oh, coming, I really want to see. There, oh, uh, my apologies. Might be the might be some uh, internet issues here. I don't know. Uh, can you hear me okay now?
1: I can hear you okay. You're just a little high pitched there. Yeah, you're you're crackling a bit here too. So, um I'm going to say Carolina and Toronto. I really
0: want to see Carolina and Toronto. And I want to see uh and in the to win that, I really want to see um and in the Edmonton series I want to see Edmonton, the Oilers, and I want to see uh the Kraken. Win and then I, but I really want to still see a Toronto Edmonton final.
4: Right. right. So Ali's going for the Canadian versus Canadian matchup in the finals. This will be fun. Thomas, wrap us up here with your thoughts, and I will. And later in the exam, I notice as we wrap the show up, I will give you my thoughts on who I feel, but. Thomas, as we go to our outro stuff here, wrap us up with your thoughts. From the East and the
1: West, who makes the conference final and who wins that conference final to make the trip for Lord Stanley? You know,
2: Leafs, Nation. and I mean, it's been a wild ride just trying to say, this is the year, but I but I but I but I've got but I've got to I've got to take the the nail in the coffin here for Carolina and say that if the Toronto Maple Leafs do beat the Florida Panthers and get into the conference final, if it's Carolina, I could see it going game to game seven. But if not a game seven matchup, I think Carolina is just going to. Wipe the wipe the floor with us, considering what we mentioned with Hunter and how Carolina has been playing, both offensively, defensively, and just goaltending in general. I mean, I would say Carolina goes to the final. However, if it was reverse, I'd say Toronto wins conference final. They bounce back against Florida. They knock Florida out. But now it's just a matter of who is their Western Conference final. And I don't see. I would love to see a Canadian matchup Edmonton and Toronto. I would love to see that because it'd be the first time in who knows how long there's been a Canadian matchup and at least you have one national anthem to get through. I've mentioned that uh, with Scott a few times. But no, I gotta say the final matchup I would be most excited to actually see since we mentioned it with Hunter. you're, You're not used to seeing teams that Teams like these that you haven't seen in over a decade, not to mention you've got a rookie team who's in their second year. Sorry, Erica, for that, but it is true. The Kraken are in their second year trying to make it to the Stanley Cup finals. But I would love to actually see a matchup where you have history making teams, somebody who has been forgotten for who knows how long 19 years now. Whatever years it's been since the Leafs have been to the Cup final. I would love to see a veteran team like the Toronto Maple Leafs take on a rookie team who's only been in the who's only been in the NHL for two years, taking on each other, and kind of face the Seattle Kraken with a decision. You're in the Stanley Cup Finals and you're facing a veteran team, and Although I'd love to see the Leafs win that win win it this year, I feel like we're seeing a different dawn of a generation approach and I feel like it's time for like the old generations to start understanding that hey, these new generation of team coming up like the Kraken, the, the Golden Knights, etc.
1: I feel like these are points where if you see a matchup where it's better veteran versus rookie
2: veteran as the leaves and the Kraken as the rookie team, that would be a really great matchup and it would just come down to the wire in the Stanley cup. Final. I feel like that would be a great matchup to watch and it would certainly be history in the making. If you saw, A team that not only eliminated the defending Stanley Cup champions in the Stanley Cup final, but you also will be seeing a veteran
1: team who hasn't won the Stanley Cup in over years. So that's my way of going about the final years of uh,
2: the 2023-2022 season. In Stanley Cup, I feel like a conference matchup for the Leafs can go either way. Carolina can sweep them, and Toronto's got to wait another season or so to win the Cup, or they either either make it to the Cup, and they're against a
1: rookie team like the Kraken. I feel like that's the better matchup. All right, all right,
4: well... We have Thomas, and Al been muted there. That's okay. Well, Hunter, it's been great to get to know you a little bit better, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for coming on into this show, for coming on to the show, and I really, really enjoy Locked On Penguins, and I encourage Penguins fans to check out the Locked On Podcast Network and, of course, Locked On Penguins hosted by Hunter Pudis. He is the host of
1: Lockdown Penguins. Wherever you
4: listen to podcasts in general available on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But do you have have any
1: final thoughts before we wrap up?
3: No, nothing much from me. I just really appreciate you guys inviting me on. No, I, I very much appreciate it. It was great to talk hockey and everything else with you all. And, you know, I, I, uh, this was great.
1: That's good. Thank you so much, Hunter. And please uh, keep in touch. <laughs> yes, yes, all
2: right. Yes, definitely keep in touch with that. Great to talk hockey with somebody who actually covers the Penguins and we actually have a talk with it.
3: Yeah, I appreciate. it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys inviting me on.
4: Yeah, all right, all right. So, with all that being said, well, there you go. As always, I
1: am your host Scott McGregor, and
4: and I will do it. And that
1: will I will. have it. been your co-host, Ali Musa. Yes,
4: and that is that is your
1: co-host, Ali Musa. That
4: is your co-host, Thomas McGregor, host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. And of course, our special guest is Hunter Hoodies, host of Walked on Penguins. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And that will do it for this edition of Sports for Beginners, the podcast from outside the studio, alongside Ali Musa, and Thomas McGregor, and of course our special guest, the host of Lock On Penguins, Hunter Hoodies. I am reminding you, as we always do, that it is never goodbye. It is until it is next
0: until time. next time.
4: The next time we speak to you, Ali, Thomas, and myself are talking NFL football. Who knows? Perhaps we'll we'll have a guest. It's a season preview, and it comes your way next time on the podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and happy Mother's Day to all of you who celebrate. Have a great weekend, everybody. And again, as Ali and I had mentioned, it is never goodbye. It is until next time. We will catch you on the other side maybe next week, maybe this maybe the following week after the schedule has come out we'll try to get an episode out to you that is our season preview for the NFL and quite a couple of good games to look forward to Ali Thomas and I will join you back in the studio to
1: talk about all that but again this has
4: been Sports for Beginners podcast. I am your host Scott McGregor. That's Ali Musa. That's Hunter Huddies. That's Thomas McGregor.
1: Wish you all a happy Mother's Day, and we will talk to you again. Thank you so much for listening to Sports for
2: Beginners, the podcast episode 15 of our second season of the podcast, whether it's your first listen, your 15th listen of this season, or somewhere in between. We would like to thank our co-hosts, Ali Musa and Thomas McGregor for joining us today in the studio. We would also like to thank our guest, Hunter Hoodies, host of Lockdown Penguins. Check out the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts, free on Amazon Music, without any ads, for Audible users. And, of course, if you have any questions or feedback that you'd like to give us, please email me at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. And to answer the question here that I said previously, I have a feeling I would like to see an Edmonton versus Toronto final in the Stanley Cup that features Carolina versus Toronto in the Eastern Conference. And let's do Edmonton versus Dallas in the Western Conference final of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll see what happens. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you next time on Sports for Beginners. But please remember that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. Thanks to Hunter. Thanks to Allie. Thanks to Thomas for joining us. And thanks to you for listening to another edition of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. It is not goodbye. It is until next time.